This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, September 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says it's time to consider establishing a White House Food Council to coordinate food policy across the government. It would be similar to the Council on Environmental Quality that now coordinates the administration policy across all the agencies that are involved in environmental regulation. Vilsack spoke yesterday to the Advisory Committee on Biotechnology for the 21st Century. He told the AC21 Group, We have 15 different agencies that are involved in food safety regulatory issues of one kind or another. I think we're the only major country in the world that has that many fingers in the pie. Vilsack also cited the issue of labeling foods as natural, saying there's a need for significantly greater interagency cooperation on that definition. Cage-free egg demand gets Vilsack's attention. Vilsack also said he'll be meeting with the egg industry leaders on September 21st. They'll discuss issues surrounding the growing number of commitments by supermarkets, restaurants, and other marketers to provide cage-free eggs. Vilsack is concerned that the industry can't fill the demand. He told the AC21, It seems as if everyone likes the idea of cage-free eggs. Big outfits have said, That's what we want. But he added, no one has stopped to ask the question of how many eggs it's going to require. USDA advancing biotech overhaul. USDA is moving forward with a proposal for overhauling the way the department regulates new biotech crop traits. Michael Gregory, Associate Administrator for the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, told HC21 that a proposed rule and draft environmental impact statement could be sent to the Office of Management and Budget in a matter of days. USDA officials have said they're looking at ways to streamline the regulatory process and ensure it's focused on biotech products that have the potential of posing environmental risks. OMB's review is supposed to take 90 days, but it could take longer. AC-21 Finalizing Coexistence Report. AC-21 meets again today to provide final input for its report on how organic, genetically engineered, and other types of farming can coexist. One of the recommendations AC-21 is considering calls for USDA to consider seeking legal authority to provide incentives to farmers to develop joint coexistent plans. USDA lawyers told the committee it currently lacks the authority to offer such incentives. CFTC vacancies could soon be filled. The Senate is finally moving toward confirmation of President Obama's two nominees for the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. The agency has been operating with just three commissioners for more than a year. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts has announced a hearing next Thursday for the two nominees. That includes Georgetown University Law Professor Chris Brummer and Brian Quintins, a former House Republican advisor. Neither of them have an agriculture background, but Roberts told AgriPulse that both men made it clear to him they understand the needs of farmers and other end users. Conaway joins Roberts at Kansas Fair. Our friends in Kansas may want to get to the State Fair in Hutchison on Saturday. In an unusual joint appearance, Roberts and House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway will speak at the Kansas Farm Bureau's Agriculture Leadership Breakfast. Then later, Conaway and Roberts will participate in a forum to be broadcast live. The two chairmen will be joined by Alan Featherstone. He chairs the Ag Economics Department at Kansas State University. There will be an audio stream of the 11 o'clock Central Standard Time event at www.kansasagnetwork.com 
and at www.wibwnewsnow.com. Emergency listing for lesser prairie chicken saw it. Environmental groups are asking the Fish and Wildlife Service to once again list the lesser prairie chicken for protection under the Endangered Species Act. A federal judge overturned a previous listing made in 2014. The Center for Biological Diversity and two other organizations have filed the petition asking for an emergency decision on populations that the groups are especially imperiled along the Texas-New Mexico border and in Colorado and western Kansas. The petition also is requesting a decision on non-emergency basis for the third population of birds in an area of Oklahoma and southern Kansas. The groups say the science is clear that the bird is in danger of extinction. It took Fish and Wildlife Service 10 years to finally protect the lesser prairie chickens under the Endangered Species Act, a year and a half to lose those protections in court, and now, nearly a year later, the agency still has done nothing for the birds. That the word of Tanya Santarib, a senior attorney with the Center for Biological Diversity. Speaker Ryan, don't have the votes for TPP. Reporters keep pressing congressional leaders on whether the Trans-Pacific Partnership will get a vote this year, and the answer is still the same. It won't. If you bring it up, it's going to go down. At the word of House Speaker Paul Ryan, who was twice asked about the trade deal's prospects at his weekly press conference yesterday. Well, here's today's He Said It. I know I'm not going to be invited to as many cocktail parties after this report. That's the word of Darren Banks, Heritage Foundation Agriculture Policy Specialist on the group's proposals to phase out commodity programs and end crop revenue insurance. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, September 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.